0: Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen,
1: here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. I've missed you guys. Don't I don't I don't know if you've missed me, Aaron. Don't tell me if they were. What they were saying on the text line. But, um, man, I tell you, uh, we left you with some good material. Uh, Aaron's been doing a great job keeping you up to date, on-campus confidential. And I blew back into town today. Aaron, this morning I woke up in Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg Mississippi. Had a big drive in front of me. Now, it helps that I have a uh, new driver in the family as of tomorrow. My daughter will be 16 years old. I cannot believe it. And so she's got her permit. Uh, She'll get her real license tomorrow. Aaron, it's not easy, by the way, to find places to, uh, you can't just call up and go, I'm going to go over to the local DMV to get your license. She's got to take the test at one place, then go to some other place in the far reaches of of Texas. Aaron, how's Corsicana sound? Does this sound like a good good trip tomorrow? Just head (laughs) over to Corsicana just a hop skip and a jump but um Aaron, somewhere around Shreveport we just my wife and I just kind of turned it over to her today and uh we sat back and enjoyed the drive and uh you know those 18 wheelers are unnerving even for the most experienced of drivers but uh well she's pretty good she's pretty solid so it was fun to uh fun to take part in that we were coming back from 30A uh seaside and uh near Destin, near Destin, florida i know a lot of you guys listening go to that place it is uh it's something we love doing love the restaurants love all the aaron you know now everybody has an airstream or a food truck and all of that this was really the first place ever that we encountered that 20 years ago or so they had uh All these airstreams in Seaside. Aaron, you know what Seaside, Florida is? It's also where they filmed The Truman Show back in the day. Now, Aaron, I know you've, for whatever reason, uh, elected not to see E.T. or the Indiana Jones uh, (laughs) movies. Have you seen The Truman Show?
2: I have. Yeah, besides those big red marks on my (laughs) movie-watching list, I've seen about everything else, I think. I'm big and on movies. About, I just haven't seen those.
1: Have you been to Oppenheimer yet? That came out Friday. This week. Lot, I'm hearing a lot of great things about it. Did you go have you gone to see it?
2: No, I'm going later this, this week. week. Yeah. Okay. Probably uh probably this Sunday, I think.
1: Been hearing great things. Aaron, will you also see Barbie? Negative. How many people in our audience will see both within the first seven days of it being out? Came out Friday. Will you see Barbie? And will our guys that are listening admit it? Because a lot of them, their wives are taking them, and they may be reluctantly, but they are attending Barbie. Is there anyone out there brave enough that's seen it? That would just you know give us a little quick report. Did you actually like it? I mean, I could see. I mean, I you know I don't know. I don't know. Margot Robbie. Who else is in that? Aaron. Who plays? Uh, who plays Ken?
2: Oh, uh, Ryan Gosling.
1: Ryan Gosling. Aaron knew that pretty quickly. I think Aaron may be be considering checking out the Barbie, the Barbie film.
2: You cannot watch any show without seeing the Barbie trailer at least once.
1: (laughs) You just can't. Give us your thoughts on Barbie or Oppenheimer. Uh, And we'll read them if I like them on the uh, text line. Our text line is 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. Aaron, there were some people texting me about, like, an interview or something. They're like, hey, listening to you right now. (laughs) It was funny. They didn't always kind of know. We did some best-of material. But, of course, we had Jim Turner Chevrolet. They got their money's worth with Daily Reports, the Campus Confidential. Aaron, what was... I kind of like to do these things. What did Mosley miss? What would you say? We I, there. There was SEC media days going on. Then Pac-12 rolled out. Did I miss anything from my man Klebikov, the, uh, <laughs> the 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 Pac-12 commissioner? I I, I was kind of. I really tried to unplug, and I did not spend much time on my phone. There's a saying that we have, Aaron. It's it's. Um, it's hang up and hang out. All right, I think that was I think that's like a youth group, say that or something. At least my our church's youth group, hang up and hang out. And that's what I did. I was like, "Hey, we've come all the way to this beautiful place in Florida. Got great family members here. Why in the world would I not just kind of hang out?" Now, Aaron also during the break on the 22nd, my grandmother Francis Lawrence, Francis Hendrix Lawrence, turned 100. She hit the big century mark. So this is 2023. She joined us in 1923. Still kicking. Still going. Still going strong. Yeah, some days she might not agree with that, but uh, well, we, we have the greatest time with her. And uh, she gets to hang out with my parents a lot. Still has her own house. Still has her own home. There in McKinney, Texas. She's big time. Uh, so, anyway, happy birthday to my grandmother and Aaron. I've told you before. Still listens to us. Still kind of, you know, kind of knows how to get on her phone, get the app going. My mom and dad will turn it on for her sometimes. And she's got thoughts. You know, hey, hey, there's what, what about that? What's, what's he talking about? What's the Baylor stuff? She's got some thoughts on that because she's watched Baylor Athletics for many, many years and has been going to Baylor games since my dad... Was playing at Baylor because he was dating my mom, who was a Baylor student back in the 1960s. So anyway, she uh, she's she's she understands Baylor athletics. Aaron, would you like to tell uh, my grandmother, Mrs. Lawrence, will you wish her a happy birthday, please?
2: Absolutely, that's a an amazing and 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 wonderful accomplishment. Hundred years, uh, I can't imagine.
1: I'm hoping. Aaron, who was the uh, who was the president when she was born? Without looking, nineteen twenty-three. Yeah, respond real quickly if you're out there. And I don't know if you Google two five four six six two sixteen sixty Herbert Hoover. Two, see somebody. I don't, I don't have this in front of me. Are you guessing Hoover?
2: Oh yeah, no, that was just a guess.
1: Okay. See somebody said. I mean I somebody had 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 cuz I put something on Twitter about a, a picture of her and said you know said happy birthday to her and somebody what, said it again? was Warren G Harding 1923
2: Yes Warren G Harding was president from 1921 wow. to 1923 and was followed by uh, Calvin Coolidge
1: What do we think about Calvin Coolidge's presidency What do we think <laughs> about Warren Harding take it over in 21 or remind me why was that why would that have been so short 1921 let's think about that who was because when was when was teddy roosevelt president like 19 because the the battle you remember bull run or whatever he was part of uh, golly, that happened in the 18, 18- oh man, I'm going to have to look back at all my war facts and all that. But when would, when would Teddy have taken over? 1913 or something like that? Anyway, boy, uh, Professor Armstead, if he was still with us, would not appreciate. He taught me so much about the American presidency there at Baylor.
2: Teddy Roosevelt oh, was 1901 to 1909.
1: 1901 to 19... 19- Oh nine. okay, two okay, so both Roosevelts and now after one Roosevelt, after, uh, after FDR, they had to put term limits in place. I believe they kept electing Roosevelt. That might have been about the time, but uh, boy, fascinating. some presidential talk here has broken out, but it's very excited. and uh, Grandmammy, if you're listening, Happy happy birthday to you! We sang to her, did all that, and then we're going to have a big blowout celebration. So that's uh, that's very uh, that's very exciting stuff. Okay, Aaron. Other things that I may have missed while relaxing on the beach uh, on 30A, kind of it's kind of near Fort Walton Beach. It's Seaside near Watercolor, also Alice Beach, Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa Beach is kind of what we would call that area, Santa Rosa, Florida. And, Aaron, when the kids were really little, all our kids were little, we would play golf about four or five days of the trip. Now that the kids are old enough just to kind of do their own thing and, you know, uh, hang out at the beach and suntan and go into town on their own and ride bikes around, now we hang out. I think think our wives were kind of wondering why we weren't a little more active and hands-on back in the day when everybody was toddlers and of course Aaron we would say hey guys we'll see you guys we're going to be gone for about six or seven hours y'all have fun with all the kids y'all enjoy this and we would head off to the golf course and i would always see somebody from central texas like on the beach or somewhere around there one year it was kyle citrano of uh, Georgia's fame i've been hearing george's advertised right here on esp in central texas sammy uh and kyle citrano vacation close to where we vacation. Now, Aaron, you know if you're vacationing near the Citronos, you're doing it at the right place. That's a good That's a good place to be. Now, Aaron, sports-wise, um, I would have to say, were you more in tune to the Pac-12, seeing what Kleivakov would say, or were you more in tune with the SEC media days, which generally take up more airspace and get more attention? When you were kind of putting – your, your daily campus confidentials together. And, Aaron, I can honestly say, you know you know me, I I like to check in, see how you're doing, seeing how the show's doing. I unplugged. So I did not get to hear a single moment. But what were you more focused on, SEC media days, Pac-12, or these ACC? And I think the Big Ten's getting ready to open up here this week.
2: Oh, it's definitely the Pac-12. I, I, I kept up with both, <laughs> but Clive Koffer. Coming out and saying that they're going to talk, they're not going to talk about a new. I forget, forget his exact words, but basically he said that it's all about football, so they're not going to talk about their new media rights deal. And uh, the reporter followed up, so that means that there is a media rights deal, but you're just not going to talk about it because of football. and And his exact quote was, "I think you're reading too much into that."
1: (laughs) I think you're reading.
2: Exactly what I wanted you to read into that, but I didn't expect the follow-up question is what he should have said.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Now, Aaron, I did hear today, I was uh, driving home from Hattiesburg, listening to some of that uh, Sirius XM radio. They were talking, Rick Neuheisel and somebody, I think his name's Childers, uh, they had some interesting stuff. One of the things they were talking about is that ACC – Uh, Aaron, we probably had that story a while back, but I hadn't thought about that in a while. That they're dropping those two divisions, Aaron. The coastal—what do they call? What the ACC call? Oh, they had the Atlantic Division and the Coastal Division. Aaron, everybody's going, seemingly going divisionless. Are you liking this movement because it actually gets the best two teams in conferences in their championship game, or did you kind of like? did you like the the coastal you know kind of the uh, the, the the different divisions in college football
2: uh, I, I could go either way I know that's kind of wishy-washy but
3: I, mm-hmm.
1: I'm just not that's, that's very wishy-washy <laughs> well <laughs> now this is and, and by the way there there's stuff all over today there's NFL news. Aaron, in this time of year, before NFL camp start, is when weird stuff happens. And I know as a fantasy freak that you are, you saw the news about the young man who's at the Buffalo Bills running back. Um, wow. Wow. that I mean, that, that is really... Yeah, Naeem Hines, uh, the Bills injured knee on a jet ski. And you never know what to read into these things, like how they actually happen. Somebody said he was struck. He was just sitting there on a jet ski and he got hit. And and 26 years old, Naeem Hines, big time running back for the Bills, season ending injury to his left ACL while away from the team's facility. Uh, Suffered no life threatening injuries uh, the expectation goal will be for him to return to football for the 2024 season Aaron do you get paid you get paid next season you think that's guaranteed I mean it's, there's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL I wonder if he signed in his contract any kind of language that he couldn't do things like this like that he's a good enough player they'll try to help him through this I think it's going to be interesting. His contract was restructured this offseason uh, to reduce his cap hit this year to $4.79 million to $3.5 million, saving the team about $1.3 million. Uh, I don't know how they'll handle this, but really, really interesting stuff. Okay, next. We have one of America's foremost golfing authorities, Damon Hack from the Golf Channel. He does all of it. He talks about it. We react to the British Open. The Open, we call it. Royal Liverpool. Uh, Damon Hack joins us from the Golf Channel next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
0: Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down cash or trade. TTL extra seat dealer for details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying here easier at Richard Carr's Construction Sale Event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Ford F-150 for $376 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Carr.
4: At Richard Carr, we give you more
1: Got chronic joint pain? Not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery? Well, thankfully, there's a better way, and it's now available here for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. It's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm talking about new advanced regenerative medicine treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your bad joints, providing lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. QC Kinetics, nation's leader in precision regenerative medicine with over 100 clinics across America and literally thousands. Thousands of satisfied patients. If you got joint pain due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, don't just think the old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new regenerative options that can change your life. Call QC Kinetics now. Free consultation with local medical professionals. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100.
6: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
7: Every man has his special tool that he likes to carry around with him. And that tool belongs in a special place a toolbox. Because if you lose your tool, well, driving a truck around without a toolbox is like driving an emasculated truck. Hi, Jay here to let you know that at Pickup Outfitters, we believe in masculinity. So we carry virtually every kind of toolbox cross boxes, chest boxes, side mounts, toolboxes for flatbeds, steel, aluminum, black ones, white ones, shiny ones, big, sturdy toolboxes. But in some cases, small toolboxes are okay because it's not always the size of the toolbox that matters. It's how you use it. Every working man has the right to protect his tools in a toolbox. So, guys, do not run around with your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox from Pickup Outfitters, where every day we fight the good fight to end truck nudity. Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Eyre Drive in Waco, or check out our website at createacommotion.com. Did you know
8: there are more Lego figures than there are actual people on Earth? Did you know that a well-known fast food chain once created bubblegum-flavored broccoli? Or how about that gorillas burp when they're happy? Hi there. This is the Foundation Doctor, and I like teaching you new things. When it comes to foundation repair, there are a lot of things to learn, and you can get overwhelmed in a hurry. What kind of peers? How do they work? What kind of warranties? What about my plumbing? Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get sucked into that vortex of this guy versus that guy, or this method or that. At The Foundation Doctor, we offer more methods and options than anyone in town. We've been doing this a long time, and we know what works. Let us teach you what we know, and guide you through this most challenging process. It doesn't have to be painful. So, give the doctor a call today at 863 8800 or look us up on the web at IneedTheDoctor.com.
7: So, for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call.
1: his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, fresh back from vacation, Damon Hack. I mean, the man never goes on vacation. He's from the Golf Channel. Damon, great to have you back on the show. And I got to say, first of all, seeing you announce at U.S. Open uh, and and, and doing the awards ceremony, I I was like a proud uh, parent or something. I mean, I was just like, whoa, there's my guy running that whole scene. uh, Smooth as ever. And uh, so that was very exciting at the end of June. And then, of course, observing this, uh, the Open, as they call it over there. Some of us still call it the British Open. Damon, welcome back to the, uh, the Mosley Show.
9: Matt, great to be with you here in your dulcet tones. Hope everybody in Texas is doing well. Yeah, buddy, it's been a great summer. Uh, I'm from L.A., so to be able to do the trophy ceremony at the Los Angeles Country Club for the National Championship, Last month was very cool, and I'm just back from England, where uh, the Georgia Bulldog Brian Harmon wins his first major championship. So it's been a fun summer, buddy.
1: What do you think about uh, Harmon? Um, I mean, I, I, what a what a story, and in his, but to go wire to wire, nobody in a million years would have had that. Um, it's strange because we wanted somebody to kind of challenge, but you admire what he was able to pull off. How, having seen it and now having thought about it, are you still just as surprised, or are there some things you knew about Brian Harman that maybe the rest of us didn't? That maybe, maybe this didn't take you as as by surprise as, as most golf fans across the country.
9: You no, know, I was surprised. I mean, listen, he's uh, was a two-time PGA Tour winner before this past week. He finished sixth in the in the open championship at St. Andrews, had played well this season, but to think that he was going to be the guy to to tackle John Rahm, who's had such a great season, won the Masters, Rory coming off the win the previous week at the Scottish Open. You know, Scotty Scheffler hadn't finished outside the top twelve in a couple of months. I mean, you're you're talking about the best of the best, and it wasn't really the storyline we were expecting that a five foot seven Uh, Georgia Bulldog lefty would be the last man standing, and not only was he the last man standing, he ran away from the field. He had a terrific amateur career. He won the U.S. Junior Amateur, was on the Walker Cup team a couple of times in the Palmer Cup team, So he was a very, very decorated amateur, but he was kind of building a a professional career as kind of a a good player, a couple of wins, a steady Eddie, and he absolutely had the, the week of his life, which sometimes we see. We see a a bolt from the blue. I don't think this is going to mean that suddenly Brian Harmon is going to be, you know, knocking off two, three wins a season, but he's tough. He's gutty. Uh, He was not a fan favorite. He actually used that as motivation. And I think uh, he, you know, he earned it. He made the putts 58 out of 59 from inside 10 feet. Fantastic short game, not long off the tee, but long enough. And clearly tough enough to get the job done.
1: Can you tell me where to get some of those like mirrors that apparently he came about that's helped him immensely? He took it to the tournament with him, and he said apparently it does something with your putting. And uh, I mean, I, I heard him talking about that, and I was just fascinated because it almost sounded like something a lot of us would try to get over the years. Oh, that's weird. Okay, well that's that. I mean, and it, and for whatever reason, you never know what's going to click. But he said that clicked and he brought them with him to Royal Liverpool and and he and he had the mirrors with him now what exactly are those Damon and have you actually ever seen one of those little uh, those items
9: yeah I, I have not seen them before but th- this is kind of what you see week to week on the PGA tour you remember the old tin cup movie with you know kevin costner you know walks out of the trailer and he's got like you know he's trying to court uh, Rene Russo, and he's struggling with his game, and he has five or six golf items that he's trying to, to get out of this, this sticky, wicked, and bad play that he's in. And I tell you what, I see players week to week, whether it was back in the day, Bryson DeChambeau having the dew meter. Uh, some guys use the gate drill. And what, what, this, what Brian Harmon did was this mirror that he has where it, it kind of, what he said was give him a little bit of a better release pattern. He was allowed to see kind of the path of his, of his putter. When, when the best golfers in the world miss putts, they often don't release the putter head. It's basically, um, imagine if you're gripping onto the steering wheel as opposed to lightly holding the steering wheel and kind of trusting the wheel to do its thing. The, the players want to have that light, trusting release pattern so you're not blocking the putts to the right if you're a right-hander or pulling them to the left or vice versa in the case of the lefty Brian Harmon. It basically was... I don't want to say it was a placebo effect. It was something he mm-hmm. believed in. It allowed him to kind of hit these almost like a little baby draw, he said, with his putter, it was getting on the correct path for him, and the putter was absolutely the key. The weather was bad for everybody. The pot bucklers were deep for everybody. This came down to who would make those 10-foot, testy, 8-foot par putts, and Brian Harmon did that better than anybody on the property last week.
1: Damon Hack, Golf Channel on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Damon, you've played over there quite a bit. Um, have you ever tried to come out of one of those pot bunkers? I mean, those are tough, man, and you and then sometimes they get those stances where they have one leg in, one leg out. I think Fitzpatrick's brother, Andrew Fitzpatrick, pulled one of those shots off. Those pot bunkers for people just watching, I don't know if they always get a, a true feel for it. What makes those things so much tougher? than normal bunkers that we see in the States.
9: Yeah, it's, uh, it's the sand. It's thick. It's dense. You have to, A, hit it with almost more power than these fluffy, sandy bunkers in the States. They're cavernous. They're deep. They're revetted. You know me, man. I'm a lover. I'm an optimist. I hate those bunkers. I love everything in life, but those bunkers, I detest. I've been in them a lot in Scotland and in England. The time where I've brought my clubs, those are truly water hazards. They're one-shot penalties where you're having to chip out or pitch out sideways. You, you can rarely, if ever, advance the ball in the direction that you want to, and then and then you have to really hit the ball hard. And you and and you can spend an afternoon. You know, and your wrists are sore at the end of the day if you're a bad golfer like me. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a damp, wet, cold day, and that sand is just thick and brown, and it's not the fluffy white, you know, you know he, like you're taking out a dollar bill and all the cute little tips we hear uh, in the state. You have to take a pound of flesh to successfully get your ball out of those pot bunkers in mm-hmm. the United Kingdom.
1: Did you do any sightseeing? Did you have any time? Uh, have you done the Beatles tour before when you've been over there?
9: In '06, I did the Beatles tour, and you got the statue, and you go to the Cavern Club. Back in '06 when Tiger won, it was a baked-out beige-yellow golf course, the way Zach Johnson described it to me. It was the color of Jack Nicholas's hair. And, and that week in '06, <laughs> I actually went to the Cavern Club and got to listen to John Daly uh, sing and play guitar in the Cavern Club, uh, which the Beatles had, you know, made famous, and was kind of the, the impetus for their uh, rise to fame. And apparently, uh, what I was told this past week when I was there, that that John Lennon and Paul McCartney lived on either side of a golf course, and when they were going to collaborate, you know, as teenagers, basically, one would have to walk across the golf course to the other's house. So, as you can imagine, there were many allusions and references. To the Beatles, uh, Hoylake, about a half hour from Liverpool. Our NBC staff stayed in Liverpool proper, so folks were doing the Beatles tour and going to visit the Cavern Club. I had more free time in 06 uh, when I was an ink-stained wretch, but these TV hours are a little bit longer. was not able to duplicate the feat in 2023.
1: All right. Did you have the proper gear, though, over there? You've been enough now. Do you, do you kind of layer up? Do you have some good rain gear? Do you have Rory like or a lot of times when you're on TV, you got to have those sport coats on. How do you keep those beautiful sport coats, uh, kind of, you know, rain free? I mean, that's got to be a tough deal because you're not the weather channel. You can't gear up like what's his name? Jim. Who's that guy? The famous Ken weather. Ch- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kentori. You can't, you can't. I'm not,
9: but, but I tell you what, the gear is good. You know, we got, you know, they, they, they do us right with the nice blue or black Mm. color. So Mm. I'm a fan you know, I went to UCLA, so I like, you know, I I tend to go to the blue jackets and blue ties and, and the like. So I've got a nice little array of, of, of rain gear when necessary. I broke it out one day. In fact, I did a walk and talk with, with Ernie else one day, it was supposed to be rainy, so I had my rain jacket on. At that time it was sunny. It was during a practice round on Wednesday, and I had the you know I had the shirt and the tie, but on top of that I had my trusty rain jacket. So you, you have to be prepared. You don't want to make a rookie mistake and in looking like a wet cat out there. You want to make sure that you're comfortable and as warm <laughs> as can be.
1: Was this when Ernie was this after Ernie kind of went off on the commissioner and what the guys would have done back in the day had they tried something like this with the live tour? I mean, Ernie came strong. You know, we, I, I, Ernie's always seemed like sort of a genteel type person. I didn't really have him being the guy that's going to get the knife out. And uh, I guess Ernie doesn't care anymore. I mean, he's an elder statesman of the game, and uh, he let loose with some, some interesting things, didn't he?
9: He did. I talked to Ernie during the practice round on Wednesday. It was more Mm -hmm. about the golf course and reflections on him being a two-time Open champ, a four-time major champ, and a World Golf Hall of Fame member. But you're right. The next day, after his opening round, he went off on on the commissioner and and talked about how things would have been different had this happened more or less under his watch, that, that he said Jay would have been out. His biggest issue was the lack of transparency for an organization that calls itself a player-run organization, that the players were left in the dark during all the wheeling and dealing in the back rooms between uh, a couple of members of the PGA Tour a policy board and the commissioner and uh, the governor of the uh, Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, Yasser al-Rumayan. So Ernie's biggest issue was the lack of transparency and clarity, and he wanted to speak out on behalf of the players in the PGA Tour, uh, which was a position he held a couple of decades ago.
1: You think Rory will win more majors? I mean, is his game just too good not to? Um, I, you know, he he is getting into his 30s, and some guys hit a little bit of a wall at 34, 35 years old. He's been on a great run, but he hadn't had a major by his standards in forever, um, do you think at those majors, is he putting too much on himself or does he have too much game not to break through and win a couple more here in the next, you know, two or three years?
9: I think he has too much game. He's 34 years of age. That's about the same age that Phil, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia were when they won their first major championships. What's so strange with Rory is that he won so early, you know, won in 2011 by eight in 2012 by eight, and then won twice in 2014. And all of a sudden the major championship clock has just stopped. And that's been odd, but he has nearly 20 top tens in majors since winning. He has to continue to be there or thereabouts. It it may not be a final round 65 for him. It may be a 72 for him and someone else stubs his toe for a change and Rory backdoors his way into that fifth major. He's too good. He's in great shape. He's too talented, I think, to spend the rest of his 30s and even early 40s for the rest of that fifth major. Continue to sniff around. Continue to knock on the door. Put Mm -hmm. yourself in position. I think all those things you said can be true. Put too much pressure on yourself? Yes. Trying to figure out a way to approach these majors. Do I do a pre-tournament press conference? Do I avoid it? Do I carry the water for the PGA Tour or be more circumspect and quiet and not be so giving to the media? Not good for me and you, Matt, but maybe yeah. better for Rory to focus more on inside the ropes instead of being everybody's best friend. He's a wonderful, deep, sensitive human being, but, man, he's carried a lot of weight on his shoulders as a kind of ambassador for the PGA Tour in this very, very you know, intense year and a half in professional golf.
1: All right, and what is what is uh, happening with Justin Thomas? What are, you, what are we seeing happen to one of the greatest players in the world and a guy who now you have to wonder if you – I mean, can you choose him for a Ryder Cup the way he's playing right now? I mean, you know, even a few months ago that would have been crazy to think not not having him on a team because he's so good in those situations. But what, what, what has happened to his game because now he's, he's, he's not even really close – and that's scary yeah. for someone who's been on top. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a Duvall situation. One of your uh, coworkers and a, and a great guy, but uh, but I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't think he's I think he's going to be able to turn it back around. But boy, it takes guys a while sometimes. I mean, we're just seeing Ricky Fowler make this stirring comeback after being out there for about three years. Where is Justin Thomas in all this? He's searching he he's
9: searching and he's struggling and he's frustrated and it's got to be doubly so when your dad is your swing coach and been the only Ooh. swing coach that you've ever had um he's asking questions and asking for patience i think this is more of a of a speech/fowler slump as opposed to a duval slump we you know it wasn't that long ago you you know interchanged jordan speech name for his good buddy justin thomas we were all wondering mm-hmm if Spieth would win again. I think Justin Thomas right now, he's going through some swing issues. He's put a lot of pressure on his putter. Has not made a lot of putts in the last year or so since winning that second PGA championship. And when you're not making putts, it puts pressure on the rest of your game. I know he and his dad are breaking down film and trying to figure it out and get back to the sweet swinging player who won the PGA in 2017 in the FedEx Cup. He's just struggling right now. He, he wants it so badly. Even in his best times, he is tough on himself. Self-deprecating to a fault. I remember congratulating him on being number one in the world, and he said, well, I was only there for a few weeks. Like, like he, is, he is hard on himself. Tiger is a mentor of his, which I think is probably going to be helpful in this situation. But I just think it's complicated when your dad is your coach and, and and you are hard on yourself to begin with. But the talent is there. And I think that he'll find a way to get out of this. Uh, and, and if the players want him on that team, uh, you know, if the, the Spieths and Shefflers want him on that team, I think there'll be a seat at the table for Justin Thompson.
1: Boy, if you fired your dad, things could get awkward. We've seen it happen over the years in tennis more than anything, because that's where parents seem to be the most involved and the most overbearing. But you've seen it in golf as well over the years. And that's hard. That would be a hard step to take. Not Maybe you don't have to fire him. But right now, you got to trust he's probably got several people in his ear. Or he's got to think, okay, who should I listen to right now? And... uh And sometimes you've got to kind of go back to the basics and fix yourself uh, a little bit on that front. Well, Damon, listen, I hope you've uh, uh, gotten some sleep. Get back on the clock, on the American clock. And, uh, man, it was just you had a great run through all the majors, and it's been so much fun watching you. And I really appreciate you. you coming on today? I thought about your your move to TV when I saw the unfortunate announcement of the New York Times in their sports section recently, and I would I thought Damon made the right move at the right time, and uh, yeah, and, and so it's tough to see you know our fellow writers and all that go through that, but boy, I tell you, you I don't think you're regretting your move to television, are you?
9: Uh, I'm right with you, buddy. I'm sad for for some some great journalists, talented folks that that may not be able to find a way forward. Hopefully they can, but I've been very, very blessed and, and, and fortunate and lucky uh, to have the job that I do. And, and uh, I don't uh, lose sight of that at all, especially in the heart of the season when I'm, I'm hopping around from, from coast to coast and sometimes across the pond. Uh, I'm thankful for it. Uh, I hope that the, the viewers can sense my enthusiasm talking golf for, for golf channel and golf today at NBC. And, and it's a blessing and, And I appreciate it. Now we played a lot of phone tag over the last couple of months. I'm glad Mm -hmm. we were finally able to to connect with my uh, crazy schedule. But it's always a blast talking golf with you, buddy.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it. You know how persistent I can be. So you you have to (laughs) (laughs) – if you ever want to lose this friendship, you're going to have to try pretty dang hard. But uh, fortunately, you've never tried. All right, uh, great to visit with you, Damon, and we'll talk to you soon. All the best, Matt. Talk to you soon, buddy. There he goes, Damon Hack from the golf channel and uh man he just continues to get more and more airtime because he's so good at it and uh they he gets to uh, in fact nbc the way they used him in a bit the u.s open he hosted the whole ceremony at the end and really really has done a tremendous job and uh they relocated from florida recently to Connecticut is where they have all their TV services, but then he flies around to all these tournaments. Okay, let's catch you up on some college athletics. Uh, the portal never stops. The portal never sleeps. And these media days continue to heat up, uh, recruiting heating up. Let's we'll see what Aaron has for us. Let's do it next. This is ESPN
7: Central Texas.
3: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com.
10: Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable once inside these unwanted critters can cause thousands
2: of dollars in damage to your home the experts at 855 bugs can identify points of entry and eliminate them we use a variety of methods to keep rodents out be proactive not reactive let 855 bugs ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan visit 855bugs.com now to schedule your free inspection
0: Jesse Brits Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Brits Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Brits Automotive, discounting your prices, not your
6: service. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel
1: Studios. Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully, because now there are new regenerative treatments available here. Hi, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, is now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain, with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. QC Kinetics has over 100 clinics nationwide and has treated thousands of patients with incredible success. Their advanced protocols are an exciting way to manage pain from arthritis and injury without surgery or steroids or pain pills. If you got pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back, well, that's me, you need to check out these new treatments. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself. Call now to schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. In business since the
8: 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401K and more. Full-time positions offer 40 plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, eight to five, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off
9: I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for
6: Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: All right, we've got a treat for you coming up at 5. Um, well, Waco has produced another national championship softball team. Pretty awesome. And um, – and and the head of this organization is going to join us at five o'clock. But I've been in, I've been on vacation, and I've been kind of interested to hear what all I missed, what all's happening in college athletics. I was listening to some of it as I uh, as I drove back in today. Of course, you can listen at noon to the press box. You can hear the John Morris show and then the Matt Mosley show from 4 to 6. And then soon we'll have another big announcement, a big station announcement. That will be coming up, I don't know, maybe Friday. Aaron, does that sound like a good day to make a big station announcement? Just I think that so. that Friday? It okay. could happen cool.
2: before then, but I think Friday would probably be the best day.
1: <laughs> if I accidentally let it slip. <laughs> that's, what was, um, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Uh, me yeah. too. Or, I
2: mean, I may accidentally be like, oh. Well,
1: yeah. But. That's fine. It's exciting That's fine. times. It, 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 bottom line is we may be you know, doing a little more work, a little more work. That's mm-hmm. all I can say at this point. Um, and By the way, always text us on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. And thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you, Clay out there. Thank you, Big Derek. Derek Scott out there. Make, I'm moving some trucks today on the lot. Campus Confidential underwritten, of course, by none other than from McGregor, Texas, that is Jim Turner Chevrolet. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us?
2: We will start with Baylor women's basketball head coach, Nikki Collin, announced staff promotions today. Longtime assistant, Tony Green, elevated to associate head coach, Terry Cummings, uh, elevated to associate coach, and Sophia Young-Malcolm will still have her responsibilities as director of player development, but she will also be an assistant coach and have that title as well. So she will no longer be on the Baylor women's basketball broadcast with Derek Smith, which I'm glad for her and she deserves it and she'll do great. But I'm going to miss her on the, on the broadcast. She did a really good job on the uh, color commentary for the Baylor women's basketball broadcast.
1: I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. Derek has reached out to me to gauge my interest Aaron. and uh i don't know i don't know what to do no no he is not he is not they may want somebody that's actually played at the collegiate or the wnba level but uh i'm with you she did a great job uh great analysis but she, hey we need her on the court we need her out recruiting we need all of that so let's get her over get her out there on the court and let her get going. I like what you said, Aaron, about Terry, um, Terry Cummings, and then Tony, our man TG.
2: Been on the show I, many I, times.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like Tony. Love when he comes on. Sometimes Nikki will just be like, I've had about enough of Mosley. <laughs> right? Had enough.
2: The coach needs Tony, a Mosley break.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tony, could you do it? Tony could not be. Terry's the same way. We've had them both on, they're tremendous. Uh, and, and we enjoy having them on. Yeah, but we love having Nikki on. All right, but if Nick, when Nikki needs a break, she turns to Terry or Tony. Uh, and now Sophia won't be so busy. Well, she will be. Won't she, Aaron? I was going to say she won't be broadcasting, but I'm afraid she's going to be even busier. She, it may be even harder to track her down. But we're going to try. We'll, we'll we'll keep trying in that regard. Good news, there, Aaron. I like that. I like that. Everybody gets a promotion. Aaron Baylor does not print salaries, but when Tony comes on, I'm just going to point blank. Tony, did you get a bump? What'd what are you get? making now? Tony, what are you up to? All right. Terry, what did Nikki get you? All right. Uh, uh, Aaron, what, are you, what else do you have for us?
2: More lawsuits against Northwestern Athletics.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Here's, yeah. A couple yeah. of different
2: ones today. There were some uh, last week, three unnamed former players – Last week, filed complaints with different sets of attorneys. Today, former Northwestern football player Lloyd Yates filed a lawsuit against the university outlining what he alleged was a, quote, brainwashing culture of hazing and abuse that became normalized. Yates, a former quarterback and wide receiver who played at Northwestern from 2015 to 2017, became the first plaintiff to actually identify himself in a lawsuit against the school. The three who filed last week were obviously anonymous.
1: You know what, if you're going to make allegations, uh, I kind of admire it. Come out, you know, and, and, uh, but again, when you've been through things and victims in these cases, um, I get it, man, you don't, uh, these things are very uh, shameful, deceitful uh, on the actions of of what's alleged. So I get it why people wouldn't want to and why they would want to keep their names out of it, but... uh, Kind of admire people that would come right out and say, "Hey, it was me," and uh, they did this to me, and uh, and I think that's brave. And again, I think it's brave no matter how you do it. But uh, I think we saw with some of the Me Too movement, more and more people, uh, because people attached their names to it, uh, became a little more vocal and uh, and and about some of this stuff. But Aaron, I mean, I got to say, I, I was I was in a fraternity, I saw hazing. Um, I, you know, most everything we saw was really pretty innocent, certainly doesn't rise to the despicable, uh, nature of what was going on at North, Northwestern, but, um, uh, we'll see. I mean, one of these lawsuits, Aaron has, has the head coach already sued Northwestern? Hadn't, hadn't Fitzgerald already gone after him for, for, I mean, I think he's already out there. Isn't he's he battling retained an attorney. thing? I don't yeah. know if he's filed oh, suit yet. Okay.
2: But you know, if he's retention attorney, that the suit is
1: uh-huh. is well coming. maybe, yeah. or a settlement. No, I mean, right? May, yeah, he may be looking to settle with the university, which is what Baylor did with uh, certain coaches and that kind of thing. Uh, it's not like Huggins. Huggins came right out and wants his job back and is suing and all these kinds of things. Um, so yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough story, and it continues. And then Aaron, I saw you had those reports. I. I even saw a different sport today. You know, like, was it volleyball, perhaps? It was another. I mean, it, it, it this thing goes pretty deep. And when you, I, I think what we first heard was the tip of the iceberg. And what happens is Board of Regents and, and acad- you know, the, the, the presidents and all that, they start trying to, they're like, okay, now we got to start firing people because, Aaron, what they're trying to do is save their own jobs, right? Now, we know how these things end. The AD and the presidents, if it's a deep enough controversy, everybody's gone eventually. And it's what happened at Baylor. Uh, it happened fairly quickly at Baylor. I don't know if that'll happen at Northwestern. Right now, they seem to be letting the president try to be part of the cleanup. That's not always the way. Now, that can happen at West Virginia, because what happened with Huggins is he just made a couple of idiotic decisions. One was saying hateful, hate, hate speech. The next was he got a DUI, and he got himself fired. I don't think you're going to see presidents and ADs fired over that. But what happened at Northwestern, you eventually see a lot of people get fired. Fair or not? I'm just saying that's what generally happens uh, at that level of a controversy. And unfortunately, we've seen that up close.
2: Florida A&M has suspended all football-related activities following the release of an unauthorized rap video filmed in the team locker room that contained explicit lyrics. Coach Willie Simmons announced the decision over the weekend, hours after the release of a Blitz from rapper Real Boston Richie. Simmons issued a statement that said, while he supports free speech and musical expression, the language in the video is, quote, not consistent with Florida A&M's core values, principles, and beliefs. He said they're also investigating how the football locker room was accessed for filming of the video. There were several Florida A&M players in the video, and Richie was wearing a Florida A&M shirt in the video. He is not a stranger to the program. He performed at the Rattlers' homecoming game last season. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, if you invite a rapper into homecoming, you shouldn't be that shocked if he shows up and wants to come in the locker room. I was kind of I mean, thinking that. You can that. act shocked, but I mean, <laughs> hey, come. But by the way, if you come to the locker room, we don't want you to do any explicit stuff. Now, Aaron, have you heard this This particular rapper? What would you say his name was, Big Rich?
2: His name is, his rap name is Real Boston Richie.
1: Okay, who's Big Rich? Aaron isn't that like a country? That's a country singer? group, yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> <You> were close. <laughs> Bust. I like that. We've been listening to a lot of country on the way home from Florida. Uh, my daughter likes uh, Tyler, somebody Childers or somebody. Who's that? Parker McCollum. Oh yeah. Uh, Morgan Wallen. You know some of these kind of up and coming types, and she'll go old school a little. Hal Catchem. And uh, some Alan Jackson. She oh, loves wow. some of the old old school stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, play, the playlist has a lot of, lot of different facets. I've been trying to teach her, you know, a little Clint Black here. I, the only thing I don't love about Morgan Wallen, and I joke with her about this, it's like every song is, you know, I – Uh, pass me the bottle you know it's like there's not a single song where it's just and i know that's country people like mostly people talk about drinking and country i get it okay i love george jones and randy travis and all those people but conway twitty uh merle haggard i love them all all right and i know they talked about drinking and all that kind of stuff but this wall in here and it's just every every day every song kind of starts with like a little crown and seven And I got to have my whiskey. I mean, like, there's no lines that don't involve the whiskey. I mean, it's like, hey, Morgan, let's sing about, you know, love or romance or something or religion or mama or trains. (laughs) The greatest country song ever written. But let's not just only deal with the alcohol. Aaron, this is a very Baptist message I'm sending, all right? Let's, Let's I've tried to get Morgan Wallen to stop. Now, he did cover a Jason Isbell, uh, Isbell song that's about sobriety. But he every other song he sings is about drinking. Uh, all right, Aaron, let me look at my time here. Oh, God, we got time for a, a one or two more. Go ahead. Aaron, did I lose you? On the Matt Mosley Show. <laughs> ESPN Central, Texas. Uh, and uh, we we continue on. And I'm not hearing from Aaron. So I hope Aaron is, I uh, hope everything's fine and you guys can hear me okay. Again, if you ever want to text us, 254-662-1660. Tell you what, we'll take a break. we got some, uh, We got a great guest coming up about a national champion in our midst. That is next.
6: ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Find sports news
10: My house is says- a
11: universalwindowscentraltexas.com That's Universal or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie list reviews. I love my windows. They've got a
5: brand new home.
6: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco, K265 DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helbert Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. On oh, his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and... Uh Boy, Trey Holdbrick joining us now uh, on the uh, Matt Mosley show. And, Trey, congratulations. I mean, this is, this was, this had the Baylor softball coach buzzing, had a lot of people buzzing. No pun intended. I just kind of went that route. (laughs) The local buzz organization wins the USA softball national championship. And, Trey, that is organization. You're the head of that. Uh, Man, that is. That is so cool, and I, I saw that as I was coming back from vacation. I thought I need to track down Trey and uh, and have him on. Have you recovered? I mean, did and and did, were you down there like on the field celebrating? I mean, this is this is pretty much you know we've got great softball around, but this seems almost unprecedented for Central Texas to pull off something quite at this level. Uh, Trey, congratulations! Thank you very much, sir. Thank you.
12: Yes, uh, I was certainly down there on the field, and uh, yeah, you know, we, we consider it to be a, uh, you know, our kids work really hard. They, they give up a lot, uh, I'd say daily, to be able to uh, accomplish something like this. And, you know, as a coach, to be to see it pay off for them yesterday was, uh, uh, I, I don't even really have words for it yet. It's just something that, uh, you know, truly blessed to be a part of.
1: Now y'all had to battle back. Uh, your team had to battle back in this one a little bit. I was reading some of the Facebook notes. I think one at one point it was eight to two and, and they mm-hmm. didn't seem phased. Um, ha, what, what was that like watching the comeback and and then you know overcoming uh, some major adversity like that?
12: Well, um, you know we had to stay overnight because we did we had to come back and win four straight games. Um, all, all the games were full length, seven inning games on uh, Saturday and it's pretty hot up there in Oklahoma, um, came back and won four in a row and had to stay the night and got right back out there. And they did, they jumped on top of us eight to two in the first three innings, just uh, pounding. And, uh, after that third inning, um, the message to the team was, you know, like as a staff, as a coaching staff, we, we, we try to stay consistent and positive. And, uh, our, our message to them was one at bat at a time, pass the stick. Just keep passing that stick, one at bat at a time, and that's how we get back into it, and the the girls did. They truly, um, we we worked some walks, worked a few good hits, and that uh, was able to slowly climb back into it, and uh, we scored seven runs in the bottom of the fourth and then another seven runs in the bottom of the fifth.
1: My gosh, what do you call it, passing the stick? I like that. Yeah, now, don't let it. Coach Gasso show up and recruit all the players. We, I mean, you've sent some great players over to Baylor over the years. You have some current players on the team, but I bet you do look up from time to time and see uh, some incredible, um, oh, you know, coaches and, and people that want to watch your girls play. What's that like? I mean, the, the recruitment because you've got some high, high level folks as part of your organization. I, I bet you hear from college coaches all across the country, don't you?
12: Yes, sir. Typically, I would say we play in front of like our, our average summer game, probably has 15 to 25 uh, college coaches there watching. You know, like when, when our girls get into our what we call our gold program, you know, entering 14, you, our goal is to try to get them used to that, to playing under that pressure, you know, to, to being able to see, as you said, you know, like Coach Gasco from ULL or Glenn or Coach White or, you know, there's, you know, I keep going on and on, but. Our goal is to have them to where that's it's not pressure to where it's just you know a day-to-day experience and gets them ready to play at that level.
1: When do girls start signing up uh, to be part of your organization? When do you all start locating? Because you go, I've seen 12 and under teams. I'm sure you have under 14, under 16. When do you start kind of labeling? You know, I, I bet as early what as nine and 10 years old you start seeing um young women who you think could be part of your organization your program
12: yes sir we have about i think 25 27 teams now we start as young as 8u um those kids are those kids are in coach pitch um and truly at the ages of 8 8u eight and 10u our goal there is to teach a love of the game you know like my job as you get older is to you know work into college and things like that but you know when when you're 7 8 9 10 years old our goal there is to just teach you to love the game of softball and you know a work ethic and how to do it. You know the the other stuff you know we can worry about as you get down the road. But um, you know that's our goal when you're younger. Then now as we get older, it kind of uh, transitions into you know developing that to get you ready to go play at college. You know at the college level for somebody like Coach Moore.
1: All right, Trey Holbrook joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, one of the things I've heard is your commitment to playing high, high-level competition puts you guys in position to do things like this national championship and uh, bombers, hot shots, impact goals. At some point, we need to talk about how they name all these things. Texas mm-hmm. glory. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine some of these have been around for a while Uh, is that something you started doing early on in your career and being a part of this is, Hey, we're going to play. We're going to try to seek out the highest talent in this state and probably even out of state.
12: Yes, sir. That's, um, I got started with, uh, my best friend, his daughter's now Baylor and, uh, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And that was one thing, you know, we, we looked at, we always wanted to compete. It wasn't about winning a game. It was about trying to play the very best that we could. And, um, you know, it started out with playing the very best that we could in Texas. Like you said, those teams you named are all fantastic organizations, and they, they all have great teams. And, you know, that's that's kind of grown into, you know, during the summer, trying to find the very best teams that we can from around the country. Um, you know, our, our goal, you know, and truly it is, you know, iron sharpens iron, and, uh, you know, The goal is always to get out there and play the very best. That's who they're going to be playing when they get to college.
1: Why do you think Central Texas produces such deep and and great talent softball? Are are the parents, is everybody just way into it? Because it just seems like, I'm probably biased, but we put out as much talent as like any area, uh, maybe in the country, but certainly in in Texas. 100%
12: agree. Uh, Obviously, I'm probably biased too. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that we have some of the best talent in the country. Um, I do think that parents buy into it. That's um, my team, and our girls wouldn't be where we are without great parents behind them. The parents sacrifice a lot, a whole lot, to be able to get these kids, you know, to to places where they can accomplish their goals and dreams. Also, though, not to be um, overlooked, is we have some great kids, kids that work hard, kids that are taught good to uh, you know, morals and things growing up. And they, uh, they get out there and they work hard and they, they don't really shy away from the hard work. And to be honest with you, like, like at the, the sport that we play, there's not really any any way around that except for just going out there and working hard and, you know, seeing what comes of it.
1: Trey, how did you get uh, this involved with it and, and take on a leadership role? What brought you and, and, and gave you gave you this passion for softball?
12: Like I said, um, I got started. Um, first of all, my wife, she was a coach at Riker at the time. Uh, she's now the mm-hmm. head softball coach for Gatesville. Um, so it was kind of involved there and, um, my best friend since I was six, uh, um, me and him have always been competitive in anything that we do. Um, his daughter was out of Lorena Little League and, uh, we decided to coach a team out there. Got um, I think she was about six. Um, like I said, she's now at Baylor, Ashton Walkendorf. And, um, we started with that, and one thing led to another. We got really competitive at the Little League level. That that uh, kind of transformed into us starting a select team, and then uh, I talked to Wes Waller, which at the time, you know, Wes Waller started Buzz. I talked to him and um, kind of transitioned into taking that over, and honestly, it's, it's what I do. You know, it, it's a true blessing to get to see these kids, you know, grow and, um, you know, just watch them uh, you know, transform into what they can be
1: how many games per week when you get to the highest levels are during select season and all how many games a week are are you playing because as you said it is a commitment there's some travel involved you got to find the proper facilities all of that What what is that commitment look like how many how many games are you trying to get in uh, per week during the height of this thing or the height of this season
12: so last week that 16 year team, I believe they played 11 games. Um, they were long 11 games We we played pretty much Monday through well, Sunday morning um, during the summer. It's, it's a lot. Um, the summer is our busiest time just because a lot of your national level tournaments are played there. But uh, during a six week period, um, we probably played four of those four, four and a half of those weeks during a six week period here during the summer, um, you know, going, from Plano to Oklahoma to Colorado, back to Plano and places in between. I probably forgot one in there. But, uh, you know, four or five of those weeks traveling out of Central Texas to go play, we don't have the luxury of, of, you know, having a lot of those teams or those kind of tournaments around here. So we're always traveling. And uh, it takes a a lot of commitment from our parents, a whole lot.
1: All right. What do y'all do? Like fundraising? I heard you're really good at that, and I'm sure you have to spearhead and get that going. What do you? What What's your best fundraiser? Is it just the parents uh, coughing up the money, or do y'all go out and do some things in the community? What do you? Uh, what What's been the best thing for you in terms of making sure you can uh, go to these great uh, tournaments and, and, and face this competition?
12: During the spring each year, we have a reverse raffle that um obviously the the parents first of all the parents do have to cough up some money and that's you know but but we try to make it as cheap as we can on them you know our our goal and uh, it's always been my mission that uh money is not going to be a factor for whether any kid can play softball or not Uh, if you have a love for the game we're going to find a way but uh we do have a, a really big fundraiser every spring it's a reverse raffle and it brings in a lot. Uh, without that reverse raffle, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, you know, and keep it uh, cost effective for everybody to do it. It's 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 a huge thing for us.
1: And then you brought up Ashland's name. Carolyn's over there at Baylor. Taylor Strain, Anna Watson. I mean, that's yes, got to be so much pride. Uh, and former All-American Lindsey Cargill. You know, she was over there. When you see the uh, members of the Buzz end up over there at Baylor starring over there, it has to be even more, uh, you know, especially prideful uh, to see them stay at home and and continue to produce in that environment. How cool is that to watch?
12: No, it's amazing. You know, getting to go sit up there and watch them play at that level is, uh, you know, at one point last year, they were all three in the outfield together. Um, I (laughs) I can't tell you like, like it's, it's kind of emotional, Um, you know, to, to know where they came from, you know and all those kids you know and they've uh, they've grown so much you know like like I've seen the ups and downs with each one of those and to see them you know out there on that big stage you know with the bright lights it's it's really fun you know it, it makes me really proud of them and yeah it's <laughs> there's not really words for it it's just really gratifying
1: all right what, what do y'all what did y'all do to celebrate are you going to have like a big party or or everybody for the whole you know the whole program i mean that's that's worth celebrating maybe a little parade or something. What are you, what are you going to do, Trey, to, to celebrate this huge win?
12: We're going to have to figure out something. Yesterday, uh, you know, a lot, lot of people had to be back at work today, so we came home, um, had a you know nice five-hour drive back to Waco. Um, definitely thinking of something. I, I talked to my girls, uh, you know, via our, our group message, and we're trying to figure out something really fun to uh, celebrate for them. You know, they, they went out there and gave up a week, and, uh, yes, I certainly want to do something that uh, – something that 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 makes him really happy and kind of pays them back a little bit
1: maybe top golf i mean i'm I'm trying to think of some good ex you know places you can take them out to but uh golf is don't always get, great
12: yeah really seem to love that but we are looking for something even a little bit more different. you know like like i'd say a little bit uh, different i want something yeah. to be really great you, you know they went out and did something as you said like like i i do believe it's truly special it's something that uh you don't see very often or have the opportunity to do very often so I want them to uh know how truly special that it is
1: does uh th- does the beer company local buzz do they pay you any royalties i feel like y'all were local buzz <laughs> before they were local buzz weren't you
12: yeah um no I, no we don't get any royalties from from uh anybody around here but uh that is pretty cool like <laughs> like um you know we get to hear that 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 quite a bit and uh you know so but no we don't get any royalties from anybody
1: all right i would look into that okay y'all were local <laughs> buzz Thank you, sir before that, uh, that brewery came out there. Hey, excited for you, Trey. That's uh, I, I was hearing about that this morning. Uh, another national, any kind of national title, uh, I want to celebrate it. And uh, I mean, that's huge. Uh, select softball. I mean, that's just travel ball. All of that, and uh, for it to come together and to win at that level, that's monstrous. Um, and that's uh, now is that your first national title for y'all's organization? Where Where do you stand in that in that realm? Yes, sir. At, at this level,
12: that's the first one that uh, I've gotten. And, wow. um, you, you know, like, like like we've won lots of tournaments, uh, you know, yeah. but um, kind of like we discussed in there, we play extremely difficult tournaments and, uh, you know, we play an extremely difficult schedule. And a lot of the teams we face are from rather large, you know, big areas, big Metroplex, you know, and, and for us to do this, it was, it was truly special, you know, like uh, our girls came through a lot, you um, our group was a young group. This group of kids that was there together—it was um, randomly enough. It was their first week together. We brought up a young group, a group that would be a lot, uh, a lot, a lot of our 16U for for next year included. Um, got them out there, and the way that they merged together in one week—you know, the the beginning of the week we we lost a couple games in extra innings, and for them to come together the way they did—I um, don't know—it's it was something truly special to see.
1: Trey I appreciate it I think you need a championship ring okay if if the parents I'm don't that yeah I mean if the parents yep. don't do it just go out and buy yourself one but you need yeah. you need a ring after all the work you've put in and and uh, and again like you say the girls did an incredible job that 16u team uh, really excited for you. Hey, Trey, thanks for doing this, and congratulations. And and uh, and, and by the way, tell, I, I hated for you to name a bunch of the girls, and I thought, well, we'll leave somebody out. But the whole yeah. team deserves so much credit. Very excited for them. Trey, appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. You bet. There he goes. Trey uh, has uh, been running that organization and uh, done a tremendous job. Trey Holdbrook, local buzz softball national championship he's got about 20 teams under his direction here and i thought at one point he said maybe like 27 teams that's unbelievable um you know are we that big to have that many teams my gosh but uh that's how you get great at softball in central texas is with teams like that organizations like that and trey has uh, done a tremendous job um all right good stuff we will uh We will return, and we'll do a little catch-up session. I've been out of town a week. What have these Rangers been up to? Well, gosh, in the past 48 hours, it's been a little bit ugly, been a little bit scary in some injury news. Let's get you caught up on the Texas Rangers. Let's do it next.
6: This This is ESPN Central Texas. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints
9: by Texas Monthly Magazine, you're invited to try out the Central Texas-style flavors at Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue is a family-owned roadside barbecue joint with a heavy focus on quality, consistency, and customer service. Everything is scratch-made in-house and cut to order. You might wait in line a little longer, and you might pay a little extra, but once you've had it, you'll understand. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. When it comes to me and my money I know the way it should be I need a
0: partner I can count on You're listening to ESPN Central
6: Texas, live from the Allen Samuel
1: Studios. Are you tired of living with chronic pain? Knee pain, joint pain. Listen carefully, because now there are new regenerative treatments available here. Hi, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, is now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain, with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. QC Kinetics has over 100 clinics nationwide and has treated thousands of patients with incredible success. Their advanced protocols are an exciting way to manage pain from arthritis and injury without surgery or steroids or pain pills if you got pain in your knees shoulders hip or back that's me you need to check out these new treatments they can actually help your body restore and repair itself call now to schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at qc kinetics call 254 415 4100 254 415 4100 that's qc kinetics 254 415 4100 On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, boy, QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain, no surgery, no drugs, and downtime. QC Kinetics over a hundred clinics nationwide, and has treated thousands of patients with incredible success of course i have that neck pain you got knees shoulders hip or back need to check out these new treatments and they can actually help your body restore and repair itself you hear me talking about it you call and schedule your free consultation with local medical professionals at qc kinetics call 254-415-4100 that's 254-415-4100 all right, Aaron, um, catch me up a little bit. I've been out of town. I tried to unplug. I did not. I watched a lot of the British Open. I will admit that. Not a lot, because it was on at crazy hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were teeing off like 4 or 5 in the morning. But yeah, I did see enough of, of Brian Harmon's performance. Amazing. Aaron, 5-7, not one of the long hitters out there. Goes out there and just goes wire to wire and destroys everybody. I thought on Sunday when John Rahm got to within three strokes and uh, he was 10 under and it was seven under, Harmon was 10 under, Rahm was seven under, I thought, uh-oh, uh-oh, here comes Rahm, and it didn't even matter. Harmon had a couple of birdies, and he just kept rolling, and it's a, it's an amazing thing to witness. Now, on to these Rangers. Now, Aaron, did, what would you say? It was a bad I mean, it wasn't an awful week for the Rangers. They kinda I mean, they've kinda held on. I think they've got a three game lead over the Astro. Astros, Astros have been playing it's pretty a, good baseball. It's a great week. Rangers Yeah. Except the Rangers did drop a couple of those games against the Dodgers. It's never good when you got like a position player out there pitching. But Aaron, the injury bug got the Rangers. And I would say that kind of that kinda turned it into uh it, it ended the week on a bit of a of a sour note, going to this big series against the Astros, Aaron. I Seager. I think it could have been worse. I think the Seager thing could have been worse. The Garcia seems to truly be a day to day. Aaron, give me a feel. Seager is that is that probably he went on the maybe out 10 for day. two weeks. Yeah, he yeah, went I on ten day. Okay. He's on the 10-day IL, but I just wonder sometimes they don't exactly bring you straight back up on that. Um 2 hours ago, Aaron, there was uh Evan Grant was out there at the ballpark or he was out there getting ready for tonight's game against the Astros and you could see a splint on Corey Seager's thumb. He was doing some fielding fine tuning. Uh, He's not using his right hand at all. So Aaron, what you're telling me is it was kind of, everything was kind of rolling along and then they just got hit with the injury bug, right?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it it wasn't ideal to, you know, lose two or three to the Dodgers, but the the first game just showed that they still need some help with middle relief. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I think, the bats showed up in every game, including the last one when they were without Seager and without uh, Garcia for part of the game.
1: Yeah, and in the, they had a comeback yesterday, uh, they fall down. I mean, Martin Perez gives up a grand slam. Was that our man? Was that our Baylor man? Did Muncie knock one out of there, a grand slam? Was that nice? Yeah, well, it's not nice for Rangers fans. But they fall down 4 nothing, and Aaron, that's the sign of a good team. Four two immediately, right? And then, the, like the next inning, they added three more. They just kind of they came right back at them and end up winning that game. I think that was a nice win for the Rangers. Looking at tonight's lineup, they're in Houston. Uh Jankowski's going to bat second, low third. Josh Young has moved up in the in the order with uh, with Garcia still out. Garcia's day to day at this point. Um, Jonah Heim moves into the fifth spot, Zeke Duran uh, sixth, Brad Miller um, is uh, Tavares and Josh Smith seven, eight, nine. Aaron, I got to say, the other day I looked, at Brad Miller, I mean, produced big time. He was two for three. It might have been that game one of that series, and so they 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 just continue um, to lean on different people. And Brad Miller, who How he hadn't played since like May or something. Had barely been able to get on the field, when asked to uh, perform, comes out there and really gives him a nice performance. Um, By the way, Martin Perez, Aaron, first Ranger in more than 40 years to allow a top of the first Grand Slam and still win the game. All right, that's kind of a weird stat. I don't know. I don't know who kind of sits around and keeps stats like that, but I thought that was interesting. Rangers turned five walks into runs, and got the big two-out hits, of course, from Jonahheim and Zeke Dur- uh, Duran. Uh, oh, and the other one, Aaron that I loved, was that last that final pitch of the eighth inning. Did you have you, Have you seen a replay, Aaron? If you didn't watch it live, of Aaraldis Chapman on the last pitch of the eighth.
2: I did. I saw. I saw it on Twitter. It's amazing. Yeah. It. I couldn't throw a curveball. I was. I'm left-handed. I couldn't throw a curveball, but I could throw that pitch. Not as hard or as well as he does, but the movement that he gets going away, from. From right-handed hitters and going in on left-handed hitters is pretty amazing. That that pitch is almost impossible to hit.
1: Hundred and three point four miles per hour. For chapman on the last pitch of the eighth inning uh another rangers record for velocity for him and um chapman has registered as high as in his career 105.7 according to mlb statcast system that was in 2016 yikes that Brad Miller, by the way, that was a that was a big day. I'm talking about it. that was yesterday. Okay, that he had a good game. Um, uh, that, that's just that's amazing, Aaron. If you really want to go all the way back to when somebody did what Martin Perez did, you have to go back to Doc Medic Medich in 1980 to allow a grand slam in the in the top of the first and still win the game. In that game, Medich gave up the grand slam to uh george Orta. uh and then sunberg hit a grand slam for the rangers in the bottom of the first (laughs) oh Aaron, when we were kids that i love sunny i like toby hara i like sunberg i was in i love richie zisk uh billy sample and then charlie huff was probably my favorite pitcher but i do remember doc medic and and at some point in there, what was his name? Jim Kern. Uh I mean it just oh they had Ferguson, of course, at some point in the late seventy, mid to late seventies. Wow. Though that you talk about blasts from the past. Aaron, are you as I've been gone, has there been more talk about the possibility of the Rangers adding Shohei Otani? And Aaron, I gotta say, the more you look at it. The Rangers, in terms of the talent they have and then what they can take on now you can never outspin the Dodgers but i in terms of what they have as far as quality uh and they have a i mean you could move zeke Dur- duran i mean if if what the angels needed was a really nice young position player, Zeke Duran is that to go along with some top end type. Um, I mean, uh, Rangers are good in terms of what they have out there uh, I- as far as prospects. Aaron, do you think the Otani talk is, you know, it's starting to seem a little bit more legitimate here in the last few days?
2: Um, I'm just not sure. I don't know that, Mar- that that their owner will actually pull the trigger and trade him, even though it's what they need to do for their franchise to give them a chance to kind of turn it around. I know they have, according to ESPN, I think they have like a 12 or 13% chance to make the playoffs. I don't think it's that high, but I think if you can get a a hall of prospects like they're talking about, you need to do it. And then also try to trade Mike Trout over the summer because they've had both of those and uh, the, uh, oh, who's the third baseman I'm blanking on?
1: Signed him as a free agent to, like two are you years ago. To think of, huh? Third baseman who for, for who
2: for for the uh, Angels.
1: Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure.
2: He signed a huge contract a couple years ago. He's all. He's been hurt pretty much the whole time. They just need to get try to get rid of as much salary as possible, get as many prospects as possible, and start over. And you do that by trading Otani.
1: Yeah. Um, the Rangers now have, according to MLB Pipeline, uh, Aaron, six top 100 prospects. It um, likely will move to seven, of course, once Wyatt Langford takes his first pro at bats. Already Baseball America has him ranked way up there. Um, and they, there's some thought, Aaron, that Duran, you could move off, you could move Duran. Um, And I'm sorry, Aaron. I'd already moved on to looking at this, or I would have helped you out on that Angels player. The uh, Evan Carter um, is is a top prospect for the Rangers that might be close to ready. Of course, they might. Angels might say that's who we want. So, I mean, you don't always get to just say, "Okay, we want to hold this guy and this guy and this guy." The other team will come after some of your best prospects. The good news is it's deep. It's a deep group, Um, and I I like what I'm hearing from around the league when it comes to what the Rangers could possibly put together. This is uh, a rival scout talking to the Dallas Morning News. And this scout has seen the Rangers' system quite a bit this season, as far as all their prospects. Uh, He said, quote, they definitely have the depth of system to get anyone they want in any type of deal. I think that system is good enough to make World Series winning moves. Golly, how exciting would that be to land a player of this magnitude? Aaron, there's the Cliff Lee thing was incredible. They've made some great trades. When they brought Nolan in, it changed everything. That's the most beloved player ever. Uh, In you know the. you Darvish, when they brought him in, signed him out of uh, Japan. Uh, that that was amazing. That was exciting. Uh, they've had some great trades over the years. They've done some neat things. I, I just don't think there's anything that quite would rival what this would mean um, to the organization, to the fan base. Now, I, I you know, will they will will the Angels consider? where he wants to be well likely though there it's going to be more about moving him and as you said getting off of some of these salaries uh I just cannot even it's hard to fathom Aaron it it feels kind of like almost if they had of traded Trout at the top of his uh game and he's still there he's been banged up here recently but let's just say and i mean i still think he's kind of in his prime but but mike trout at age 26 or 27 or something like that i mean this is kind of what that would be like obtaining otani would be one of the bigger trades in major base, uh, like in the last decade in Major League Baseball, Aaron occasionally there's been one in recent years. The Nats have done some stuff. Bryce was involved in in one big thing. Harper, I'm talking about. There's been some things that the Guardians were involved in one couple uh, just a couple of years ago. There's there's not much to compare to swinging an Otani deal because he's unlike anything we've ever seen. He is a I, he's a pitcher. That would come in and be at the top of your rotation, um, and and of course when Degrom comes back, you know, if ever, uh, I I don't know where Otani stands in in relation to avaldi but still, to be able to hit, pitch, what he does for organization, what it does to ticket sales, Aaron, there's it, just there's nothing to compare what this addition would do, and I was on, I was the the. Um, The Hamill, the co-Hamill, that that was a good deal. That was an exciting deal when they got that one done at the deadline. Um, The the Cliff Lee thing was enormous. The the A-Rod stuff was huge when it happened, but none of it would rival getting Otani because of what it does for the organization's psyche. In fact, Aaron, it just it would immediately changed the way everybody in baseball thinks about the Rangers organization. Like the addition of Otani, then the Rangers are thought of like maybe the Braves are right now. The Astros have been in recent years. Like they go back, uh, the Dodgers, of course, to being Yankees, throw them in there too. They they immediately go to being the big boys. As, as fun as this season has been... Aaron, this is not like most of baseball doesn't think of the Rangers as, oh, my gosh, it's just kind of a cool story that they're having a great year. I don't think people necessarily fear them, although I swear, while I was on vacation, I looked up, Aaron, and the Rays have faltered. You know, that's another weird thing that's happened, the movement of the Orioles. I mean, that's that was amazing because it looked like earlier this year, the Rays were just going to run run away and and leave everybody behind. So these things can change in a hurry. The Shohei Otani, and by the way, feel free to uh, weigh in on this on our text line, 254-662-1660. Aaron, I don't think anything would, has ever rivaled what an Otani uh, trade would look like.
2: I think you're right. I don't – I've really – tried to come up with some comparisons and i can't not in baseball anyway there's obviously been the herschel walker trade and some some trades in other sports there's been lots of huge trades in the nba just in the past couple years but as far as baseball for what they're going to get for him and him being the first two-way superstar since babe ruth I, i can't find anything that's comparable
1: and it and by the way Aaron, think about what it would do with the Angels. That history of the Rangers sign Vlad Guerrero in two thousand ten, uh, went to the World Series. Year later, Rangers, and I remember it was a it was a tricky little deal they did to the Angels on the deal, and they ended up with Mike Napoli. And then, of course, it was the year of the Napoli. He had an amazing run for the Rangers. Uh, and that was after the Angels sent him to Toronto. So that was a tricky little thing the Rangers pulled, and it was fascinating how it worked out for the Rangers. The Angels tried to kind of hit back, Aaron, if you'll remember, is that year after the Rangers went to the World Series, uh, Angels signed C.J. Wilson, and then they got Josh Hamilton after the Rangers went back to the World Series. They did the enormous thing for Hamilton. That ended up being a bust. The Rangers and the Angels have gone back and forth, for many many years. So, Aaron, I don't know if that would play a role in the Angels not wanting to do a deal with the Rangers, but again, if the Rangers have the greatest prospects, if they could put the best deal together, that's the deal the GM of the 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 Angels has to make.
2: Yeah, it's a it, it they're obviously we we're not behind the scenes, we don't know everything, but it seems like the the two teams most reported on possibly trading for Otani are the Dodgers' or the Rangers, if you trade him to the Rangers, that's a division rival that you've competed with for the last few decades. If you trade him to the Dodgers, you're trading him across town to your cross-town rivals who have recently won a World Series and who are competing for one every year. I don't know that that would be ideal for the Angels either.
1: How can the Angels have all these players and be as bad as they are? I don't Isn't that amazing? I don't know. And it's just because they're mismanaged. Um, Their owner has done some horrible deals over the years. He's put them in financial peril. They can't ever seem to fix their rotation. But if you have a transcendent player like Otani, think about that. You already have Trout, the greatest player of his generation. And then you bring in Otani, Who's arguably the greatest? Are they in the same generation? Aaron Altani, I guess, is a little bit younger than Mike, so I think they are the same generation. But you could argue, uh, and of course, you could say Judge for the Yankees. But two of the be- of the of the f- best four or five players of their generation are on the Angels, and they're not any good. They're not any good. Uh, they, I mean, it's just it's kind of embarrassing. But, boy, they I could see the Dodgers. The Dodgers get usually what they want. And I heard something about a luxury tax. Rangers could do this deal with avoiding the luxury tax. Aaron, how often do we ever bring up the luxury tax in baseball? We do it in the NBA a lot. I was kind of shocked. I, I, they said something about the luxury tax, and I'm like, who even pays attention to that in baseball? I mean, do you remember the Red Sox or the Yankees or, or, or the Dodgers? Ever thinking a thing, or even the Rangers, about the luxury tax? I mean, it's not even, it's barely ever discussed, but apparently the Dodgers doing this move would get them over the luxury tax. Do they care? Probably not. Boy, I love it, Aaron, that the, the baseball owners always cry poor, don't they? Oh, we're in big <laughs> trouble. We're in huge trouble. And then they do one of these massive deals. And then, Aaron, your soccer players. I just saw the Saudis uh, are willing to do. How do you say that guy's name? Aaron MBA PPE or whatever. You know that. You know who that is. Colin a famous Bach? soccer player. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: yeah you're, and I should know this, right? But I have trouble with it too. Okay. M-
1: well, Mbappe, I, don't, I, don't have I think tro- is how you pronounce yeah. it. I've never known it, so I don't. Yeah, I, I, uh, I. But I just happened to see this. You're, you're trying to do a deal where he's offered like $322 million. Now, how much did Messi get to come play in the MLS, Aaron? I mean, it's a monster deal, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a big deal. Plus, he got, I think, an ownership stake and a yeah. piece of the TV deal with Apple. I mean, they gave him the world.
1: Is he still great? I saw he scored the other oh, night. Yeah. Like, is he still, like, in? is he... Past his prime, or kind of holding on to his prime a little bit?
2: He's past his prime, but he's still better than everybody in Major League Soccer, if that makes
1: better sense. Better than like, when Beckham came to Oh, yeah, to yeah. LA, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's got a lot that. more
2: left than he did at that point.
1: One of those MLS games the other night, I just happened to see this or hear it or something, Aaron had like over 80,000 fans. Where I don't even know where they played that. 80,000 people showed up to watch MLS. I think that says that Americans are starving for quality soccer. I mean, they they really and we have so many uh, you know folks have come over from other areas of the world that I think there's just an enormous demand. But to this point, the quality of play just isn't even close to the Premier League. But man, you get messy, you get you get him over. It just it does it does give. MLS a little more legitimacy if the Rangers get Otani they would be the most legitimate they've been since those back-to-back World Series and he would instantly become other than maybe Nolan the most popular player in 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 the organization's history Shohei Otani Aaron, I don't get I don't buy jerseys. Okay, I don't do that. But I, I would almost be tempted <laughs> to just go grab an old tawny jersey. Wow. Wow. Aaron would get one of those jerseys. <laughs>
2: and I will. If they trade for
1: him, I I yeah. will have one. Yeah, yeah. Pretty amazing stuff. All right, some good Rangers talk for you. Uh the uh, dismounts up next.
6: Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at syntechsportsfan.com.
0: Jesse Britz Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britz Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car road worthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only 49 dollars The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britz Automotive, discounting your prices, not your
6: service.
11: The deals at Mission Golf Cars in Waco are hotter than the central Texas sun. Through the end of July, Mission Golf Cars is offering smoking deals with financing rates as low as 0% on all-new EasyGo and Cushman golf cars, off-road buggies, cruisers, and utility vehicles. Plus, we're beating the heat by cooling off prices on our wide selection of used inventory for the golf course, the farm, the neighborhood, or the job site. Come shop our full line of EasyGo and Cushman vehicles in our air-conditioned showroom in South Waco or online at missiongolfcars.com. Financing provided by Sheffield Financial with approved credit. dealer for
6: financing
4: It's time now for the Dismount
6: on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Aaron, I was looking, coming up uh, Thursday, boy, there's a big high school event. The Waco Trib does some really cool stuff. That's kind of exciting. They're going to have coaches and players together. I'd love to crash that party. But Aaron, uh, early Wednesday morning, I will be making my way to Oxnard, California for three days of uh, of Dallas Cowboys training camp coverage. All right, blow out the budget uh, ESPN Central Texas type coverage, and uh, we'll do that. I'll be doing some podcast stuff while out there with Ed Werder, and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. The first practice is Wednesday. I plan to uh, uh, make it there in time for that. Uh, and then I'll be, uh, yeah, doing about three days. I'll probably go to Saturday's practice and then maybe fly on back because uh, I got a big celebration, Aaron, for my grandmother. And we just continue to celebrate her as she turned 100 recently. And uh, very, very exciting. And uh, man, we're, we're so proud of her. It, it's just been a lot of fun uh for my uh, grandmother okay hope everybody has had a uh yeah, productive day getting back to work monday it was kind of tough for me um being at the beach i did miss you guys but i was able to unplug a little bit but good to be back good to uh kind of catch up on some things and uh, catch up with Aaron. Aaron's been doing a really nice job holding the uh, fort down. Thank you, Alan Samuels. Thank you, Ted Teague, for all y'all do out there. But lots to get into in the coming days. Everybody have a tremendous evening. And we'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody.
6: It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Cincinnati Bearcats in the inaugural Big 12 campaign. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
4: everybody, beginning our third week of Big 12 football previews. Today, a look at one of the newcomers in the Big 12, the Cincinnati Bearcats. We'll look at Cincinnati and hear from head coach Scott Satterfield straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Mike McKenzie and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money, so go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. Call State Farm agent Mike McKenzie at 254-412-2327 or at his new location at 518 North Hewitt Drive in Hewitt at 254-666-7788.
6: Want the latest in the new Nike gear for the new season? How about Lululemon or Johnny O? It's all available at the newly remodeled Baylor bookstore on the Baylor campus and online at BaylorShop.com.
4: Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our goal is to get you back in the game.
10: Hot restaurant, bar, and catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand-new Big O' Cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O' screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's Number 1 at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's Number 2 at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sikkim Bears.
6: Now, for a check on Big 12 Conference football. Here again is Johnny Morris.
4: And welcome back. Today, a look at one of the four newcomers in the Big 12 this year the Cincinnati Bearcats. Head coach.